It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two, which means we welcome in Ross Tucker. Ross, first of all, and most importantly today, Happy birthday. Thank you very much, Jim. I appreciate that. I didn't like the text I got from my sister-in-law saying, welcome to your mid-40s, because I'm <laughs> I'm 43 now. Uh, but um, I had texted her last month and said, when she turned 37 and said, welcome to your late 30s. So, <laughs> so I think... Uh, Turnabout is fair play there. So, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm 43, and I don't know. I feel good. You know, when I was, well, like, 15 or even in college, I would have thought of 43, like, 43 was, like, parents' age. You know what I mean? Like, it, it sounded so old. And I got to be honest with you, I have the exact same mindset I had when I was 18. You know what I mean? I mean, same thing. I haven't. I don't feel any different. Well, a couple couple points to make for you, Ross. First of all, at fifteen, you thought, "Oh, forty three is old. You're a parent." Well, you are a parent, Ross. Okay, that's first of all. Second, tell your sister in law. And I've thought about this for years. Forty three is not mid forties. Forty four, five, and six are the mid forties. 41, 2, 3, that's still early 40s, okay? That's a good point. 1, 2, 3, early 40s. 4, 5, 6, mid 40s. 7, 8, 9, late 40s. That that math works out. Exactly. Dude, I'm You're using welcome, that. welcome, Ross. One last item for you. You may be 43, but you still look like you're in NFL shape. The only difference... You look more tight endish than offensive line right now. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, because it was my birthday last night, I had ice cream and a couple daddy sodas, so I'm a few pounds heavier than I would like to be today. However, um, you know, I always wanted to look like a tight end, Jim. And I don't. I mean, like tight ends in the NFL, they're between 250 and 260. And have no fat whatsoever. Like, if you said to me, let me ask you this question, Jim. This is a good question for our listeners. I love stuff like this. And I also love that Jim and I have, like, topics. And somehow we just go off the rails at times. <laughs> I've always said, if I could be, if I could look like any position, I would want to look like a tight end. Maybe a D-end. But like, you know, 6'4 to 6'7, 245 to 265, like Gronk. You know what I mean? Just like shredded, like broad shoulders. Tight ends are what you want to look like. But some people don't feel that way. Some people want to be like a 6'1, 230-pound linebacker, or they want to be thinner like a quarterback. I don't know. I always thought tight ends is where it's at. Well, if you don't mind me asking. Give me your current height and weight, Ross. Six four and a half, and this morning I was two fifty seven. 
So I'm there. I'm in the You're... window. The, the problem is, go. Jim, it doesn't – if I take my shirt off, it doesn't look like an NFL tight end. I know. I was in the locker room with those guys. I know what that looks like. Mine is proportioned a little differently. So with clothes on, it's, it looks close, but uh, with the shirt off, it, nobody will mis- – let's put it this way. When I go to the beach – Nobody says that guy looks like an NFL tight end. <laughs> the key there, of course, Ross, is keep your shirt on. Uh, yeah, let's, really. Let's let's move on. You know, Ross, last week we started a conversation about college football in general. And now that we've used up half the segment talking about your birthday, but and your dad bod, let's let's shift, let's start back to that conversation about college football. So much going on it, uh, across the landscape. We've got name, image, and likeness. We've got free transfers, essentially essentially free agency with the portal, you know, the talk about the playoffs. I want to start with name, image, and likeness, though, because I think that's actually it's a game-changer you look, it wasn't supposed to be about recruiting a player to a specific school. Yet, lo and behold, Texas A&M is out in front, has the most money out there, and they're ranked number one in the recruiting services this past season. So I know you wanted to start out talking name, image, and likeness. What do you got? Well, I, I, I've read some articles recently. Uh, the Athletic had a really good one about University of Tennessee. And so... And we talked about this a little bit last week, Jim. Name, image, and likeness was not supposed to be an inducement to attend an institution. It was supposed to be, hey, uh, these guys that are already at this program, um, their popularity uh, creates value for our business. I'm going to pay this guy this money because I feel like I'll get a return on the investment for my business, right? Sean Clifford, come sign autographs for $1,000 at a car dealership. Bunch of people show up. Boom. Everybody with half a brain cell knew that that's not what it was going to end up happening. Everyone knew that it would eventually become an arms race. It would eventually become an issue with recruiting. And that's what's happening. And as usual, the schools at the forefront are the SEC schools. Because if there's an arms race to be had, they are always going to be all in. And what they've essentially done now is they're raising these funds they call them collectives. They get anything they can get, any money, any apartments, any cars, any anything they can get. And, you know, they're not technically using it as an inducement to get a kid to go to the college because they're not allowed to. So they don't say to them, Jim, if you attend Tennessee... We're going to get, we're going to, no, they don't say to them, we're going to guarantee you $100,000 a year in NIL to go to Tennessee. They don't say that. They say, 
if you go to Tennessee, if you happen to go to Tennessee, you will get $100,000 a year. It's a difference. It's not an inducement to go, but it's the kid knowing what his worth will be. The thing I thought was interesting is, haven't heard a lot about it from Penn State. I'll give you an example, and maybe we touched on this last week. Javen Williams, who just got ranked, I think, this week, the 11th uh, best prospect in the country. He was on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast this week on Monday. People should definitely check that out. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Maybe sometime, Jim, we can replay the interview here on uh, Keystone Kickoff. But I never heard him mention NIL once. I told him that I thought his best opportunity for what I would call natural NIL would be if he goes to Penn State because he's a Pennsylvania kid. He's from Reading. There's a lot of Penn State fans, a lot of Penn State alums. So for appearances or whatever, he's got a better shot if he goes to Penn State anywhere else. However, I did say I'm pretty confident some of the SEC schools, because he had offers from South Carolina and Ole Miss and whatever, I'm pretty confident some of the SEC schools uh, could find a bunch of money for you too if that's something that's important to you. But he hadn't really gotten there. And the one thing I've gleaned is that the NIL stuff is really an end-of-the-process thing, Jim. The kids that commit early, you know, they're aware of it. And I'm sure they want it. But it really becomes a deciding factor for kids signing day. The first signing day and the second signing day when kids are between a few schools and it's nut-cutting time, that's when the NIL is having a big impact. And that's why there are big swings in which schools end up having the best recruiting classes. It seems like it's more of an end-of-the-process thing right now. Based on what you're saying, Ross, it sounds like we're going to then see more and more pick a random, you mentioned Tennessee in the Southeast Conference, say it's getting late in the process, and you know what? They don't have that big-time quarterback that they need. All of a sudden, the quarterback that's committed to a Penn State or somewhere else gets this inducement because, hey, at Tennessee, we need a big-time quarterback. You think that's what where we're going to end up? Without any question. And then you add to that the combination of the transfer portal and NIL, and we essentially have free agency in college football. We do, Jim. Like, these kids know they can transfer, and they know if they transfer to a certain school, what the NIL is going to be, and you prove yourself at the FCS or group of five, and you're a sought-after prospect by power five schools, and so-and-so really needs a transfer quarterback or a speed receiver or a power back, you have a chance to really do well. There's no question about it. 
Well, it's it becomes the next logical step, and I imagine we're going to end up with some bidding wars. Now, uh, a year or two ago, whenever it was that Arnold E. Bikiti, for example, made the transfer from Temple to Penn State, I'm not sure a lot of people knew just how good he was, but had they... I could see a bidding war for that kind of player. Maybe Mitchell Tinsley, the receiver from Western Kentucky. Those guys, they're more proven than even a recruit coming out of high school. I see bidding wars happening. It already is. Yeah, I mean, it already is. You know, Lane Kiffin said this. Lane Kiffin said that they had recruits that told him they wanted to go to Ole Miss, but... They were being offered a better deal, more money somewhere else, and so that's where they were going. Absolutely, uh, Ross. It's a situation. It's going to change the landscape of football, and I'm not sure the NCAA or anyone else is capable of doing something that's going to change it. The toothpaste is out. You're not going to get it back in. Ross, that is it. It's a great topic. I'm sure we'll be talking more about this in the future. But next, we've got Ash Ross coming up. Stay tuned for that. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.